0: Welcome back to Relationships at Work, the leadership mindset guide to creating a workplace we love. I'm your host, Russell Lollicker, a communications and leadership nerd. Nerd, I say, because I've spent a couple of decades in both of those areas and also motivated by curiosity. Curiosity, I have a whole heap about how we can make the workplace a better place, which is the genesis of this podcast. If you're a leader trying to understand and improve your impact on work culture and the employee experience, Well, you're in the right place. Every week on the show, I talk with a local or global leader on topics that are here to help us improve the workplace, tackling such topics as negativity, diversity, inclusivity, activism, burnout, mental health. So many topics, we are in the 125 range of episodes. So we have a hell of a library to go back and check out. And now as an added bonus, I'm going to be sharing an additional episode every week pulled from the pages of our weekly Raw Note newsletter, which you can absolutely still subscribe to. This mini episode is a quick and just valuable bit of information on top of our regular show. And after a two-week break, while we wrapped up the year in fabulous style, well, we are continuing our Seven Deadly Sins of Leadership series. This is number four. As I've said before in this series, I'm not worried about bad leadership. I'm not. Uh, all organizations will have bad leaders. I don't care how healthy your organization is. What I'm worried about is leadership ecosystems that allow and perpetuate them. Studies have highlighted how few or how late leaders get training in their careers. It's, it's not surprising that we get bad leaders. It's actually something we should be expecting. The problem is how those organizations handle those bad leaders. That's what scares the crap out of me. An ecosystem that allows for toxic workplaces through things like inactivity, rewarding bad behavior. Does any of that sound familiar? Though these practices I highlight in the series are rarely intentional, they are still very, very effective. So as I go through, this of course being number four, as I highlight them, I'll also be sharing things we can do to make sure they don't happen, that we are doing the things we can to right the wrongs of bad leadership ecosystems. Now, we've tackled previous sins of being too busy, fearing conflict, lacking curiosity, But now we're getting into number four to lead is to follow up, to follow up. Leadership needs to be intentional. If it wants to be effective, it has to be intentional in trying to contribute to a healthy organization. And a key way to demonstrate intention is following up on things, following up on things like, oh, I don't know, survey results on comments that were made that seemed off. Somebody saying that someplace was not psychologically safe. Did we follow up with that employee to find out more information? Did we follow up on inappropriate behavior? Have we followed up on concerns voiced by employees? Followed up on performance conversations? Just following up, period. In the context of following up in order to diminish the chances of allowing and perpetuating bad leadership and its impacts on our workplace, It's about not leaving things alone without resolution or a plan to get it resolved. By definition, to follow up is to gather more information. All those examples that I provided earlier are things that really could benefit from a follow-up. There's an opportunity in each of them to gather more information that will help good leaders work to prevent bad leadership. For example, here's some examples of what following up should and could look like. Leaders, they may take training, but following up will help determine if it's effective. Did it land how it should? Did those problematic leaders find it impactful and understood it? And how are they going to implement that learning into their relationships with their teams? Can they articulate what they're going to do? Can we find out that what they're doing is effective? Are they implementing it correctly? Following up helps with all of that. Another thing, leaders may say they'll professionally develop their staff, but following up helps you find out if they actually are and how consistently and effectively and what their plan is long-term for that development. It's not just a checked box exercise, but part of the employee journey. And lastly, leaders may intend to provide safe spaces for their staff, but it's following up with their teams through check-ins or skip level meetings with those team members determines if it actually is a safe space and what the leader is doing to ensure that it is and will continue to be. Now, this may sound like micromanagement to a lot of people and maybe it is, but here's the thing. Good leaders don't need to be micromanaged. Bad leaders do until they can prove that they don't. It's about making sure problematic leaders are being corrected and on the right path for the health of the organization. That's the responsibility on us as good leaders. When leaders don't follow up about bad leaders, they demonstrate to employees that they actually don't really care. And sorry, but too busy to follow up? That's just, that's not an excuse. It's actually another sin of bad leadership that I demonstrated a couple of episodes ago. It says that the well-being of the organization isn't as important as we might say it is in emails and posters on the wall. Good leaders need to follow up. And here is what that could look like. Regular check-ins. Just schedule regular check-ins to follow up on ongoing projects, uh, discussing progress, address any questions or concerns. These can be in the form of one-on-one meetings, team meetings, or virtual communication sessions. By establishing a consistent follow-up routine, both people, both you as a leader and the problematic leader can stay aligned and updated. And those leaders that are having challenges know that you have their back and that there is an expectation that you're gonna follow up because it's scheduled. And how about this for another one? Clear communication channels. Establish accessible and active communication channels for interactions to follow up with each other effectively. This includes email, instant messaging platforms, project management tools, or even dedicated communication software. I, I don't care what you use as long as there's a constant communication stream between you as a leader and the leader you're trying to correct, direct, and help. As long as you both use it to keep in contact. Now, when I say continuously, I don't mean nonstop. That is just ridiculous. But it needs to be there for quick agile corrections. It helps easily exchange information as you need it to seek clarification that they may have questions about or provide updates as and when needed. And lastly, accountability and action. Following up is not just about communication. It also involves taking accountability and action. Leaders need to ensure that they address employee concerns or feedback promptly and take necessary steps to resolve issues. And they can only do that by following up. And that's why these three suggestions are so important. Regular check-ins, clear communication channels, and accountability and action all tied in to those follow-ups. Helping to steer bad leaders to better leaders isn't about just hoping they'll get better on their own. We as leaders can't put our head in the sand. Many of those bad leaders get into positions of influence without any correction. So why would they think they're doing anything wrong? They've been rewarded for their bad behavior with more responsibility and higher positions up on the corporate ladder. And that's on us to address. And it needs to be done with intent and impact or nothing gets solved. And that is only done with following up to ensure the behaviors and values our culture needs are being followed, not just said they are. Problematic leaders need this kind of direction and support. It'll help them be better leaders for themselves their team, and the organization. And that's it. That is number four in our seven deadly sins of leadership series on this Raw Note episode of Relationships at Work, the Leadership Mindset Guide to Creating a Workplace We Love. I'm your host, Russell Ollicker. Thank you so much once again for joining. If you have a moment of your time, so appreciate it if you share this episode with others. Uh, If you found it useful, interesting, insightful, uh email text conversation however you like to share information uh if you get the word out i could not appreciate it more thank you so much for your time take care